Welcome to the Win Daily Podcast for today, September 16, 2019. I am Scott Engel. I am the king. I am fantasy here with DFS Pro Dan Weir as we're going to talk uh, waivers and uh, Monday night showdown uh, for you here today. And Dan, it was uh, it was an ugly Sunday in terms of injuries. Yeah, it really was. Uh, I know news just broke. It looks like Drew Brees is out six weeks with a torn ligament in his thumb. And then I think we're still waiting on uh, Ben Roethlisberger, but it doesn't look good for him either. No, at the time we're recording this, no. And uh, to replace Drew Brees on the waiver wire, it's, it's maybe it won't be that difficult because, you know, in a lot of 12-team leagues, people fail to draft a, a backup. But in a two-quarterback league, it's going to be very, very scarce. You might you might have to pick up Ted Teddy Bridgewater, if you might have to pick up a Gardner Minshew or a Mason Rudolph in a two-quarterback league. Yeah, and it's an, it's interesting with the Saints, too. I mean, they we've seen how they utilize Taysom Hill um, and then Teddy Bridgewater, of course. You know, I would assume he would take those. He is the backup to Jabri, so I imagine he would get most of the work. But you got to keep Taysom Hill in mind. They do like using him in those running formations. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how they use them going forward. Um, so I'd be a little more hesitant with the Saints situation. I might like outside, like you said, uh, with like a Gardner Minshew, a, a, a quarterback with a more secure starting role in the lineup. Yeah, I don't think uh, you're going to pick up Hill, though, because I, I don't think he has much of a chance to, no. to uh, you know get that starting quarterback job. But when we've seen Bridgewater in the past, even before he tore up his knee, he wasn't much of a fantasy quarterback. Yeah, no, in terms of uh, DFS production and, and even season-long production, um, I don't I don't see Teddy Bridgewater as a viable quarterback. He definitely does not have that, that dual-threat capability. He's mainly a pocket guy, and his accuracy was never that good to begin with. So, yeah, I'm, I'm with you there as far as uh, staying away from uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah, a guy that might be out there in a lot of leagues that people just don't believe in yet is Andy Dalton. I know the uh, the Bengals got blown out this week, but I feel like he'll post decent numbers if they play catch-up. Uh, and if they are in games, he can put up pretty good numbers in that Zach Taylor offense. Yeah, they have a, a ton of offensive weapons. Uh, John Ross has displayed his speed. He's one of the quickest receivers in the NFL. And then uh, a lot of people forget about Tyler Boyd, too. And uh, he's he's a feature guy in this offense as well. And they just they have so many outlets. Uh, Joe Mixon is, is a great pass catcher. Um, so he offers a lot of upside in PPR leagues. Um, and then... And then you got uh, Tyler Eifert, who we all forgot about, and he got a touchdown on Sunday, too. So ton of weapons for Andy Dalton. Uh, definitely a great pickup if you can in uh, season long. I don't know if I'd call Eifert a weapon. This <laughs> yeah, he's he's kind of looked like a big, stiff Frankenstein monster. Whatever yeah, I was, worried, I was worried about that him. leg, man, when he caught yeah. that touchdown pass. That's all I could think about. It. That was a brutal injury last year. Yeah, I remember seeing him in the opening week. He would catch a pass and he'd go down after half a yard. Uh, Jacoby Brissett might be a free agent in a lot of leagues. He threw three touchdown passes yesterday, and uh, you know, not a bad quarterback. You know, he's definitely got improved protection and uh, receiving crew from that what he had two years ago. Uh, but then you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, who had a really good day yesterday against Cincinnati. And, uh, you know, we've seen Garoppolo play well before. I think Garoppolo and Dalton would probably be the best pickups if you had to. But I think in most cases, the average fantasy owner is not in a seasonal league. is not going to be comfortable going Garoppolo or Dalton as their quarterback. It, it, just, you know a fantasy player 
they, they can't go into a week with a guy like that and feel comfortable. You feel like most of them are going to try to make trades. Yeah, and I'm okay with that. I think I think the 49ers' performance yesterday was indicative of the the game flow. I mean, they had a three-headed monster running backfield uh, between Brita, uh, Wilson Jr., and Monstart, and they they all saw even carries. I think they they had over 300 yards on the ground yesterday between the three of them. So if the 49ers can be effective in the run, uh, obviously that's going to open up things for Jimmy Garoppolo. So I think it depends on how they do run the ball. Um, so Jimmy Garoppolo is a little bit more of a risk. I think the Bengals offense is more centered around throwing the football. Um, so I'd, I'd probably be more comfortable going with Andy Dalton if I had to choose between the two. If I'm looking at a trade target, though, Phillip Rivers is coming off a bad game, and he is consistently solid year to year. Every year, uh, at least over the last six years, a uh, minimum of 28 touchdown passes at 4,200 yards every year. Coming off a down game, you might be able to trade for Phillip Rivers. A lot of fantasy players don't value him highly, but I think he's underrated. No, he's definitely underrated. He's got too many guys around him, and I'm, you know, we see what he does year in and year out. He might slump early in the year and off towards the middle, but the Chargers almost always pick it up. Um, I, I don't think this is a permanent situation. He's got Keelan Cole. Uh, Eckler has proved he's he's effective in the backfield as well. So I think they'll be fine going forward. I think they just need some time to get over these injuries. Yeah, and then uh, you know you might be able to rest Kyler Murray away from somebody. He's had two 300-yard games to open the season. A lot of people are down on him heading, you know, late in the preseason and probably drafted him as a second quarterback. So if you give up something substantial, you might be able to rest Murray away from his current owner as well. Yeah, Curry's a good option. I was actually at the game yesterday uh, for the Ravens, and I got I got to see him play. So that was that was pretty cool. And he, he looked good out there. He, he was Pretty calm in the pocket. He was making good throws. Uh, Fitzgerald was getting open, so he's got some proven weapons around him as well. All right, and then uh, we go to the waiver wire too, and uh, you know we have some significant running back injuries. James Conner, uh, you know, left yesterday's game with an injury and a loss to Seattle. Uh, Jalen Samuels would be an instant fantasy starter. We've seen him fill in for Conner Connor before. Yeah, I'm fine with going to Samuels. Uh, that's uh, anytime you know any of these starting running backs go down, you get the you get the next guy down at the cheap option. He, he, it's a great fill-in spot. Um, I think for me though, I want to see what happens with Ben Roethlisberger. Although May, um, Mason Rudolph did look pretty effective uh, after coming in, if not more effective than uh, before Ben Roethlisberger went down. Yeah, but that's always the thing with a backup quarterback. We saw with Gardner Minshew last week that when a backup quarterback uh, comes in the game, the opposing team really hasn't prepared for him. So they they kind of take get taken by a little surprise. You know, the right. next opponent that's got to prepare for Pittsburgh will probably be more difficult for Mason Rudolph. Yeah, I would imagine. Yeah, definitely is a game plan thing. I agree with you there. Frank Gore is a pickup. Devin Singletary, uh, you know, limped off yesterday. Uh, Gore did score his first touchdown of the season when he didn't get one all year. Probably more of a stopgap than anything. Yeah, and he had 70 yards on offense. He looked he looked pretty good. He filled in well. So if if you need a guy, if you absolutely need a guy, I have no problem going to uh, Frank Gore as well. Uh, Raheem Mostar was a guy that I liked. I said he could score from anywhere on the field, and he did yesterday. He's got a lot of speed and big playability. I like him as well. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm, I like him too. Uh, I think that Jeff Wilson Jr. vultured a couple of those touchdowns on a couple of those drives. So uh, I would definitely favor uh, Raheem over uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. Yeah, I would probably list it as probably pick up like Samuels, then uh, then probably Mostart, then uh, Frank Gore, and then Darwin Thompson because Damian Williams – uh, had suffered a knee contusion, and that would put Darwin Thompson actually in the mix. Actually, I'll probably dump, bump Darwin, Darwin Thompson up that board for his big playability uh, with only LaShawn McCoy there. I'd probably put him second behind Samuels and uh, and then Mostart and uh, then probably Gore. Yeah, I, I, I think I agree with you in that order. Yeah, and, uh, you know, we saw what we did in the preseason. Obviously, the biggest uh, wide receiver pickup is uh, going to be Demarcus Robinson. I was wrong about him. I thought the guy was just a gadget player. But then again, Pat Mahomes could turn anybody into a good pickup. Uh, how much of your fab budget would you spend on him, especially if you lost Tyreek Hill? Say you had a $1,000 fab budget. How much would you spend on Demarcus Robinson if you needed a wide receiver? That's tough. I mean – Probably three quarters of it, to be honest. Just really like, that much. Uh, Mahomes is just so electric, man. Like they, he was, he they weren't doing anything in the first quarter. He comes out in the second quarter and he throws four touchdown passes. Like racks up almost 250 yards through the air. Like he's just he can make any player look good. And as long as Tyreek Hill is out, uh, Robinson is going to be a huge weapon. And uh, you know, from a week to week, it might change. You know, it might go back to Watkins. It just depends on some of these matchups, but. He's he's huge. I mean, this he's going to be a focal part of this offense as long as Tyreek is out, and uh, he showed us his big playability on Sunday. Yeah, that's another three to five weeks that Hill is out. You would actually spend seventy five percent of your budget. You'd be yeah, that, maybe that maybe I'm reaching there. Maybe I'm reaching three fifty yeah. to four hundred. Oh, okay, out of a thousand. Uh, Debo Samuel, uh, you know, showed some sprinkle yesterday. You know, he's probably somebody I would spend about 30% of my budget if I needed some wide re- receiver help. DJ Chark should still be available in a lot of leagues. Somebody I would spend about 25% of my budget. Will Disley scored two touchdowns, but I, I get concerned about the consistency. Yeah, I was on Disley week one, and he disappointed me. And so, of course, he had to come back week two and score two touchdowns on me. What about Marquise Goodwin? Marquise Goodwin. Um, uh, I kind of question his workload. Just Dante Pettis healthy. And he I, he comes in third fiddle for me after George Kittle and Dante Pettis. Um, so, so if you absolutely need somebody, he's fine. He has great downfield speed. And um, he has big play, uh, big play capabilities. So he's a good option. Um, but like I said, yeah, he would be third fiddle receiver in that offense. Who would you rather have between uh, Demarcus Robinson and Terry McLaurin? Because Terry McLaurin, you know, showed speed yesterday, the first week. Yesterday he showed he could get the targets. He could do both. I think he's become the unquestioned number one wide receiver there. I'd probably put McLaurin there, number two, uh, if he's available after Demarcus Robinson. Then I'd probably have to go uh, uh, third after him, maybe DJ DJ Chark, and then then Debo Samuel. If I'm looking at wide receivers, yeah, yeah, I, I definitely agree with you at number one there. Um, Robinson is, would be a huge pickup if you can get him. All right, let's move on to the Monday Night Showdown uh, slate as well. Uh, 
and you have a preview today on uh, on Win Daily Sports on the homepage. Uh, I can't. I can't see anybody but Odell Beckham Jr. being my MVP slash captain. Uh, Seventeen thousand seven hundred on DraftKings against this Jets secondary. I wouldn't be surprised if he has a plus one hundred fifty yard game. Yes, he he is one of my top MVP candidates, and the only reason he isn't my number one is just based on uh, game flow, um, just how I build my lineups on on mainly on DraftKings, but. Um, as far as raw points, yeah, Odell Beckham is absolutely the guy. I think you lock him in on FanDuel at MVP, and he's 14K on FanDuel. Yeah, and then uh, I think I would have to go with the connection with him and Baker Mayfield against that secondary and Mayfield wanting to rebound from the bad week one performance, being on national television, uh, 16,800. I'd probably have to go, try to go with that connection and then build some value around that. Yeah, I like the correlation with the quarterback. Um, and then with the limited weapons, I think on the Jets' offense, another flex guy. Uh, obviously, he's going to be high owned tonight. It would be Le'Veon Bell. Everything's going to center around him. But I think the only concern I have is maybe the maybe the Cleveland Browns sell out to stop him today and take away a huge piece of that offense. Yeah, I'm probably going to pivot off of Bell. Uh, 17,400 on DraftKings. He's got the injured shoulder. He's going to get a ton of defensive attention. And he can only spend up so much. You know, I'd, right. I'd rather have Nick Chubb at 15,000. Uh, I think much better shot of a touchdown. But, you know, if you're building a lineup, I mean, how many of these top guys can you really fit in your lineup? Once you get it, Mayfield. And Beckham, you know, you're looking at an average of about 5,000 a player on DraftKings. Right. Yeah, and you can look into some lower-end guys like uh, Trevor Simeon and uh, Demarius Thomas played together in Denver, so they kind of offer like a unique uh, chemistry situation possibly. If Demarius plays, I know he's questionable. There is there is no way that I'm, I'm using <laughs> Demarius Thomas. It's like I don't understand it. People keep saying to me, oh, the Jets got Demarius Thomas. So? You know, the guy's done. He's played four teams in two years. Right. No way I'm using Demarius Thomas. Yeah, um, I like him as a cheap pump play, so I don't mind. In deeper tournaments, I'll take a shot on DraftKings. Yeah, I, I think I'd rather take a shot on somebody else. I I really don't like him. You look at David Njoku, he's only 5,800 on DraftKings. That's a nice salary filler. And then the Browns' defense is only 5,400. Right, but who are we going to play for the Jets? Because we got to play somebody for the Jets. Just the kicker. We do. We do. Yeah, I guess. I guess we'll go with Sam Ficken. Sam Ficken you know, at, yeah. at thirty-two hundred. <laughs> He's my top. He is actually my top Jets player today. <laughs> yeah, because I think you, you got to get a kicker in there. Because he and you know maybe you can consider Ty Montgomery at sixteen hundred. Yeah, he's a he's a great play. I think on DraftKings he opens up a lot for you. So if you really do want to get those heavy guys on on the Brown side, you like the Odells, you like Nick Chubb and Baker Mayfield. He opens a lot for you, and uh, you could run pretty much a whole Brown stack with just uh, just that kicker too. So that opens up a lot. And Ty Montgomery, um, I would imagine he'll get most of the looks. Sounds like Le'Veon is good to go, but I really do question his workload with the shoulder. What about uh? Here's an interesting one. Trent Cannon at four hundred dollars. Trent Cannon. 
Well, only one offensive snap last week, but yeah. you know, I'm feeling like if he's banged up, they, they do have Montgomery, but I'm trying to like be real nifty and you know save right. a lot of money here. I think Montgomery's the only one you can do it. Josh Bellamy's not really not uh, involved in the offense enough. Right, and I know they just promoted yeah. uh, Elijah McGuire too back up from to the 53 man roster, so I know he's in play as well. But yeah, I guess he I think they might better. go with Cannon instead. But okay. what about Dave? What about Damian Ratley for eighteen hundred? He caught a pair of passes last week. Yeah, I like him in deeper leagues. If you want to take a shot, I'd be fine with that. Yeah, but I think looks. Montgomery's probably the cheap play to go there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, he should yeah. get the most looks and most usage out of there with Le'Veon Bell dealing with that shoulder. Yeah, because uh, I'm not going to spend eighty two hundred for Trevor Simeon. <laughs> Yeah, no, he's he he's not great. He's got a sub 60, 60% ac- uh, completion rating. He just he wasn't great in Denver. He's not going to be good in New York. Um, he's a fade for me tonight. Really? I thought he was playing in New Jersey tonight. New, yeah. New Jersey. Um, yeah. <laughs> Jarvis Landry, there's no way I'm spending $9,000. That guy's so overrated, and he never gets in the end zone. How do you feel about Jarvis Landry? Um, I mean, he saw seven targets last week. Uh, I'm not going to spend 12.5K for him on Vandal, certainly. I just think that Odell Beckham is a clear number one. He's going to get the most looks tonight. He has the best matchup on the slate. Um, so I'm fine with Jarvis uh, if you want to take a shot in GPPs, but he is by no means a core in your lineup today. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't like him at all. Like I said, overrated, never scores. What about Jamison Crowder? But the ownership may not be high at eight thousand on DraftKings because Simeon is in the lineup. Yeah, he's the clear-cut number one. Uh, he does draw the best matchup, so he makes the most sense. Um, with like you said, Demarius Thomas is just not the Demarius Thomas that he used to be. Um, and then Josh Bellamy virtually gets not many snaps at all on that offense. Every everyone below is pretty ineffective outside of Crowder and Bell on that offense. Those are probably the only two guys that I consider. Yeah, Robbie Anderson didn't do anything last week, but it looks like maybe the calf is better. But there's really no big playability at $7,000, you think, with Trevor Simeon, the quarterback. No, no, I just, I'm just not seeing it. I think the Browns are able to lock it down tonight. They, they got dominated pretty bad by the Titans. Uh, they, they really need this win. Uh, this is a chance for them to stay in competition and not fall too, too far behind the AFC North. I do think they come to New York and they get this win. So... For me, it's pretty much building around Beckham and Mayfield. Is that that's the way it's for you? Yeah, that that's that's pretty much the approach I'm taking tonight. Now, if, for DraftKings, I do like the PPR side, so I'll take Odell Beckham in the in the captain spot. Um, or you can go with Nick Chubb too. If the if the game starts to get away, I can see Nick Chubb picking up a lot of work too. All right, thanks for listening to the Monday podcast with Scott Engel and Dan Weir, and we will see you tomorrow here on Wind Daily.